A very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us today on the Radio Link. I am Princess Aboraro. Welcome to um, our audience participatory program on the network service of Radio Nigeria, Africa's largest radio network and the radio station of the year. Again, welcome. Good to have you join us on Radio Link this morning. It is the 11th day of March 2023. We're supposed to be having elections today, but it was postponed. But I want to talk about Nigeria and women participation in Nigeria's politics, successes, and constraints. My name is Princess Aboraro. Now, the dwindling number of women participation and representation in Nigeria's political and appointive offices have raised concerns in many quarters, both locally and internationally. According to a report by the Gender Strategy Advancement International, women's political participation in Nigeria remains 6.7%, which falls below the global average of 22.5%. African regional average of 23.4% and West African sub-regional average of 15%. Despite efforts and advocacy to promote women in the domain of politics and key decision-making, elections after elections, women have continued to record low impact at all tiers and levels of government. A look at gender participation between 1999 and 2019 elections reveals that male gender constituted a chunk of an average of 94.2% of the members of the National Assembly, while female participation remained low at 5.8%. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, the just concluded February 25th, 2023 presidential and National Assembly polls saw women get 15 out of the 423 legislative seats declared so far by the Independent National Electoral Commission, INEC. The elected legislators include 98 out of 109 senators and 325 out of 360 House of Representatives seats. Meanwhile, of the federal lawmakers elected so far, women got two seats in the Senate the Red Chamber, and 13 seats in the House of Representatives, the Green Chambers. This outcome has further plunged the rate of women's participation in governance and key decision-making positions in the country and in the governorship and state houses of assembly elections. On the 18th of March, there are only two female governorship candidates for the election. Also, 
only 1,019 women will participate in the State House of Assembly membership election. Out of the 10,231 candidates representing 10% of the whole lot. With the outcome of the first stage of the general elections, one may wonder what will be the fate of women candidates at the state level. Nigeria is obviously lagging behind other African countries and in terms of women participation in politics. But the question is, how can the trend be addressed to increase the visibility of women in politics? Now, to talk about this with us today, we have, uh, we're talking about women participation in Nigerian politics, successes and constraints. We have here with us in the studio, human rights activist, Mrs. Ma Ode, the national coordinator, 100 Women Lobby Group. Good morning, madam, and welcome. Thank you for having me. My name is Comrade Mma Odi. Comrade Mma Odi, good to have General you. General Secretary of Alliance for Global Relations. Thank you very much. And I also to inform you that three women actually made it to the Senate already. And we are, we are hopeful we will get more as there are not so many. There are so many outstanding cases already. And there are places that election will still hold to, to determine if that number will increase. Yes, we have 13 in the House of Representatives already. So fantastic. So we'll discuss um, a, a little more about talk about the women's experiences throughout the, the time of the election. Well, at the appropriate time, uh, we also have with us in the studio... Um, we also have with us here in the studio... Um, the Ambassador. National Chairman, uh, Ambassador Isaac Uday, uh, joining us here. Please introduce yourself, sir. Thank you very much, uh, fellow Nigerians. God bless you. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, sir. So we're looking at um, your participation as well. At the appropriate time, the phone lines will be open for you to be a part of the conversation. And that is to say, you will be able to call in to make your contribution today on 0705 one four nine three three two four and o nine one five o nine one o four eight two that's o seven o five one four nine three three two four and o nine one five o nine one o four eight two you can always send us an email or at on frc and current affairs at yahoo.com frc and current affairs at yahoo.com. Well, on this program, we take calls as they come. No preference is given to any caller. We'd like to thank you for tuning in, and we hope to have a good conversation today with you, as always. But to my guest in the studio, um, I'd like to start with um, Comrade Uma. Uh, the, how would you assess the overall advocacy for women's political participation in Nigeria right now from you know starting from independence till this very moment okay um, Nigerian women have come a long way and they have done very well and the advocacy to ensure inclusion of women in politics and in leadership positions and governance have been a very long journey and and he has some successes and also what happens actually is that when we move three steps forward at times we will move 
10 steps backwards. In the 2011 general elections, we have 27 women in House of Representatives. But in the 2015 general elections, we lost so much. We were in House of Rep. We had less than seven women, and in Senate we have about five women or six. So it has been a story of uh, forward movement, backward movement. But the advocacy has struggled to ensure inclusion of women in the structures of representation and in governance has been on, and the women have not relent in ensuring that because. We have actually established that why the country is, is not working the way it should work is because you, we have excluded over 50% of the powerful energy and force that will make the country to work. And now we are saying that women has a lot to bring to the table. That because if women are on the table, the banditry and killings and kidnappings will stop because they are the people who carry these children in the womb and also brings life. And they are the people who take care of husbands, children, aged. They are the ones who have hearts to ensure that the home works. And if the home is working, they want to ensure that the society at large is working. And that's why we are not looking for pity. We are actually saying that for Nigeria to work, for Nigeria to be peaceful, for Nigeria to have good governance, for Nigeria to have quality and quantity education, for Nigeria to have social amenities that is almost absent, for Nigeria to have good road network, the women must be on the table, and their voices must be heard, and those voices must be respected. And we are not saying that we beat you us and dash us, but we are not saying so. We are saying that when you organize free, fair, credible primaries and elections, women will come on board. Because women have spent even everything. They used to say that women do not attend women night meetings. Women are attending night meetings. But overall, what they will decide to do is to give women woman leader, which has no voice. And even at a, a point in this country, a man even took the woman leader position in the north to tell you how they regard women. But our argument is that if Nigeria must work, the women must be on the table. And women must be included in structures of representation and governance in Nigeria. And what we see is that if you see the number of women that contested for uh, Senate and House of Rep, the story we have as they are coming is not a very good story. And if you see the amount of work that went into for women uh, to be part of this process and ensure that women are included in structures of representation and governance. If you see so many donor agencies and so many activities all over the country, but here we are because the women had already been excluded from the primary elections of the political main political parties. They were not allowed to be candidates. So the women decided to, to join any political party available. And you and I know that there are political parties that even when they want to dash vote, they will even dash vote in that side. So we are saying that women need to come on the table because we have the magic stick to make this country work. All right. Yes.
Um, um, Ambassador Isaac Uday, uh, from 1999 to date, only 157 women have been elected into the 469 member National Assembly um, uh, position. Why do you think that is so? What do you think is responsible to talk about general assessment of women participation in politics? Well, um, the reason is that uh, Nigerian women, if they understand so well that they form the majority vote, when you talk of block vote in the country, to men form the majority of the block vote. But until you realize what you have, you can't use it proper. The children belong to the women. The husbands have soft spots for their wives. Hmm. So the women remains at the center of this block vote. As a politician, I've observed severally that um, each meeting or occasion I attend, if women are not there, you can't see that echo when it comes to sharing the leaders when they're on the stage, it's the women. When you talk of convincing the people for the vote, it's the women. But what happens is that Nigerian women generally doesn't like themselves. What do you mean by that? I remember when a Nigerian woman contested for primaries of PDP. One Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Yes. She got only one vote. You mean she voted for herself? Yes, of course. So that one alone is enough to prove what I'm saying. That the fault is in the hands of the people that owns that vote. The women, if they realize that they have all it takes to meet up with that 30 or 35 percent Beijing summit women gender percentage, they will always ensure that when their fellow women gets a ticket or aspire to have a ticket, they will be around her and make it work. But you find out that if three women are contesting for election and the 40 men are contesting, it's few of the women will that will have the support. So let's I'm advising Nigerian women to realize this. Nobody will love you more than yourself. 
the most important thing is realize what you have, your strength in every election, be it party convention, be it parties primaries, be it general elections. If Nigerian women, I tell you the truth, decides that they can have 30% representation. It's possible. Okay. So, um, uh, Comrade Mma, he just made a point about women not supporting themselves when it comes to politics. Um, how would you respond to that? I totally disagree with him. But he made a point with the fact that um, the Madame Sarah voted for herself and she got just one vote. So, um... I like to understand what you mean by you know a, a politics is a, a serious business. Whether you are men or women, when you want to contest for any position, you have to go to your constituency and say, please, and Sarah's community and constituency is women. My fellow women, I'm contesting for this position. Even if I want to contest for the as a union of this office. I'll come to, I reach out to you. Everybody is important. Mm. And I reach out, I say, call other female here. I want to contest for the leadership of this union. So you reach out. Politics is no joke. It's a serious business. And because what you are going to do there, we are... Because what we are going to do there, you are going to represent our interests, our concerns, and the things that are burdening the women folk in Nigeria. So, because whenever I go to talk about women issues, they will say women hate themselves. But if you look at it critically, and I've been around for a very long time, you see that men kill themselves, women don't kill. We just disagree on the modern things. They don't. And everybody wants to feel important. Before you take a journey of politics, or even a journey of even leadership of a, a community in the church, you reach out to people. You say, this is, that's why when we hand about women contesting, many women, we in NGO sector, we start compiling the names. We started reaching out. Because we also know that women who are contesting, who have emerged as candidates of political parties, do not actually have the money. So they just want to come out and be heard. And the people who are being elected, as I'm sitting down here, they're elected courtesy of the political parties they belong to. Some of them didn't even campaign because they didn't have money. So they will, but they have been able to pick a, that's why we keep on insisting that the main stream political parties, APC, PDP, should always allow women to take their tickets. And so, and you can see many people... Should who, they be allowed to take the ticket or the, the, the processes must be followed? The processes, because from the beginning, they came up with uh, something that is not very clear. They say women don't uh, pay for uh, forms. Exactly. So when the women want to talk after getting free forms, they say, shut up. Did you pay for form? Oh, wow. So they are now using non-payment of forms as a disadvantage, something that was intended to be an advantage. So they will ask me, go and cook, go and do this, go and share the food and all that. But 
they actually the society and the men food are the ones losing. Because when the women on the table, we see the performance that we got that relief was made possible by a woman in this country. That we now know how much they transfer to local governments and states was made possible by a woman. That we started talking about due process in Nigeria was made possible by another woman. So the women have brought on board in this country so many transformations. And if we look at their contribution, very few of them, but they brought great changes in the polity. We should give them, or we should allow a free and fair process. Nobody should hijack the, the structures of political parties. Because when, you, when one man decides to pay for the structures of political parties, then he decides who comes on board. And we do not want to see it that way. We want a free, uh, enabling environment that will allow both women, including women with special needs, including the youth that will have a fair enabling environment for everybody to contest and win. And even the, if you decide to make yourself a godfather, you should ensure that women has a lot to do for the betterment of this country. They keep on saying it's a third state. But I'm telling you, if you make a, go a woman a governor of a state, we use it as as a best practice to talk to others and say, it is possible. Mm. So we, we have can make things to happen here. So I am saying it is in the interest of Nigeria. And you, know, you and I know that political parties, the way we run it in Nigeria, is not the way we run it all over the, all, all over the globe. So Nigeria has a peculiar way of destroying things that are very good. So somebody will hijack every structure, every process, every mechanism and turn it to personal properties. But we are saying, if we allow things to run normally, and allow women and men to come in, and we also are advocating for affirmative action because of the historical uh, discrimination against the women. So we are saying we, women should be given special seats to come on board in order to address the historical injustice for a few years. Once we address it and we brought many women into it, uh, into this pro process and into these uh, structures of representation and governance, then we can kill it. And then we are now seeing that women and men are working for the good of the country, for the good of the citizenry of this Nigeria. And they, the world will benefit, especially Africa. If Nigeria works today, Africa will work. Okay. And uh, it can be made possible by the women. You just mentioned some of the successes recorded by women, um, Nigerian women who are in, in, in politics. Uh, Ambassador uh, Ude, let's talk about the successes and the contribution of Nigerian women in, in Nigerian politics. What are those things that are significant and remarkable that you, you can see and, and you know, lay your hands on to say, yes, women have done so well in this sector? If there's any failure, we can also talk about it as well for others to learn. Well, um, I think um, I must commend Nigerian women. Number one, for their zeal to be involved in the leadership of this country. I think um, the person of Ngozo uh, Kenjiwala, when she was a minister of finance, did extremely well. And that is quite commendable. 
uh, 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 the other person, the Navdak, the DJ of Navdak, accordingly, mm. did extremely well in the education sector. Obviously, personally, did well, and that shows that if Nigerian women are given opportunities, there will be a deserved transformation in our country. I am always an advocate of uh, Nigerian women getting involved in the leadership of our country because the men has been there. We have seen how far, where we are coming from, where we are, and uh, the sign of where we are going to. But we have two categories of getting women involved. One, through electoral process. Through, two, through appointments into the government that came on board through electoral process. I am not in support of denying women the chances of being in the system. But what I always observe is that, for example, in my party, National Rescue Movement, we gave women and the youth 55% We gave 45% to others. But you must not win election because you have money as a woman. If you have a ticket as a woman, and the woman realizes that everything is not money, but let us have our fellow women in the government. You mobilize their children. After all, Okada Rider won election. How much did he spend? Does he have money to win election? But he is now a member of uh, House of Reps. Because the fellow Okada Riders mobilized votes free without collecting a dime. And he's there today. This is the spirit Nigerian women lacks. Let us tell ourselves the truth. I am in the system. I know what's happening. If we decide that this person will be elected, he will be elected, come rain, come sun. Let women always ensure that when there's time for ticket, we go on pri we go for primaries. Not every party hijacks primaries. It's so these bigger parties that hijacks primaries. Our party did not hijack primary. We made it, it was free and fair. Contest, if you can win, you win. If, and we have women folks in our party. Okay. And so, other parties too do. 
Uh, I understand the fact that um, it's time for us to open the phone lines for listener participation. We have talked a lot and we're looking at the women, Nigerian women participation in politics, the successes and the constraints. And we have so far talked about women participation and all some of the things that, uh, um, some of the contributions that have been made by women in politics in the Nigerian system. The phone lines are now open for your contribution. Do remember that um, the calls will be taken as they come in. No, preferen no preference is given to any caller. So please, once the call is connected, go straight to the point, tell us your name, where you are calling from, and make a contribution. Uh, the phone number is, phone lines 0705-149-3324, 0705-149-3324, and 0915-0910. O four eight two, O nine one five O nine one O four eight two. It's Radio Link on the Network Service of Radio Nigeria, and my guest with me in the studio. Um, I've been talking. Um, I think we we'll have a first caller on the line. Hello, good morning. Okay, the phone lines once again. O seven O five one four nine three three two four and O nine one five. 0910482. Hello, good morning to you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Tell us your name good where you're calling How from. are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for joining My us. My name is Benjima Dari Dari. I'm calling from Bidanega State. May Allah give our head a 300 on the seat and go to health and moving forward. Amen. Good morning, guests. Good morning. I have what you people are saying. But one thing, women, they never ready to rule Nigeria on some other state. Sorry to say that. Women, they are corrupt. If you see last election, women vote for Pepe because of one super gate because of two rapper, two two yard two 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 yard rapper. And uh their majority vote like uh, one man say that during necessary contest she only just vote for for for, for herself. If woman get chance, woman are doing it full. Because we have one commissioner in Niger State, first administration. Her name is Adia Fatima Madugu. She's a commissioner of education. When she wrote department, she do it full. So I advise woman, if election comes, vote for your save. Don't look for money. So, Nihala, you was good leader. Thank you. Thank you very much, Danjuma, for your contribution. We appreciate your call. 070. Um, the numbers, once again, don't forget, is. Uh, oh, okay, we have another call on the line. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, I mean. Yes, loud and clear. This is... I mean. 
Uh, I didn't get the name. What's the name? My name is Mohammed Mohammed from That's why I specifically Good to have you, Mr. Mohammed Mohammed. It's my pleasure to have you this very morning. I'm reaching you and your guests. Thank you. Because Good you are doing the right thing. You are speaking for the human, for their rights, for their mandates, and for the sacrifice that they have made for the survival of Nigeria people. And above all, Humans are mother to everybody. Notwithstanding, let me respect all the humans in Nigeria because I meant to understand that there is a lot of humans that contribute a lot to the development of Nigeria. Number one, we have Ingo Ingozi When she was serving as a minister of finance, you can see the kinds of development that Nigeria was gotten. And you can see how our economy is being growth. And you can see how our money was being in circulation. Uh, hello? Go ahead, um, we're listening to you. Hello? Go ahead, Mr. Mohammed. Yes. And now, the problem that we have in Nigeria is the political party that we have. Not all, not, 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 no party that is excluded. All the parties, they have their problems. Because if you look at what happened in the primary election, raising from the presidential election, the governor, the Senate and House of Reps, women were not opportunity to be given a position. But I don't know why. So I'm calling now, as a matter of public need and as a matter of public concern, that a national assembly should have a law that a 24% should be given to a human in each of the political parties that we have. So that they can stand for any given position that they may wish. Thank you, may God bless you. Thank you, too. And may God bless the federal republic of Nigeria and our human. They are our mother and they are stand for the God bless you, Mr. Mohammed Mohammed uh, from Nasrawa State. The hell, good morning. Good morning. This is Emmanuel Asukwa. I'm calling from you. Good to have you, Emmanuel. Thank you very much. I think the problem that is sampling women's participation in politics fully is because of the way that it has been done. It has been done in such a way that it is very cumbersome. It is Hello? During elections. Hello? Go ahead, we're here. All right. Even during the elections, you find out that it is always marred with violence. When it is like that, women will shift aside and they don't seem to want to participate. I think that is the only thing that is hindering women from participating fully in this uh, politics race. Otherwise, if the system has been made free and fair and very, very credible, I think women would have been the better for it. And if we have women at the helm of affairs, things will, will, would have been better in this country, would have been better done than men, because these men are just putting us in a fix, and they're just taking us in a circle. I think women should be given the more chance and the opportunity to participate. Thank you for having me. Thank you, too, for calling on Radio Link today. More calls expected 0705-149-3324 and 0915-0910482. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us on Radio Link. Good morning, my sister. Good morning, my sister in the studio. Good morning, our guest in the studio. My name is Comrade Matthew Patrick Okoro Crawford. I'm close to all who brought the data out to go in our state. 
Nigerian women disappointed us in this 10th National Assembly. We expected them to get up to 50 slots, but they failed upon the population. They should try as much as possible this forthcoming state assembly election come 18th March 23. People should vote our women into office through electoral process. We need them, and they need us too. Symbolic life. The young man people make reference to a Kaduna that is Okada. That young man is a graduate. I think a graduate of other philosophy of psychology. Because of all the employment in Nigeria, that was why he graduated Okada. So people should not be talking about Okada man one. A graduate, a full graduate in Nigeria. In those days, 70s, 80s, after graduation, they will give you a job from university. You don't need to come and search for a job. Kudos to young man. But our women, they should say bye bye to PhD syndrome, pull him that syndrome. You see a woman castigating another fellow woman because they are not opportunity. And they always say bye bye to night meeting. No, 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 no. As long as you have decided to join politics, whether it is night or midnight or not, join them. But say no to all this toxic money, toxic rice, and toxic rapper. Say no. Please, we should encourage our women at least come Saturday, at least 50%. Should be there so that we change this world because our men have disappointed us. They continue squandering, 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 preparing room and panel for their children yet unborn. Why? Why? There's no condition that is permanent in this one. Good morning. Mazukrafu from our school in Akia State, Nigeria. Good morning and thank you for your contribution. And one more call before we get back to our guest in the studio. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good to have you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Asuku Atem, calling from Akpabwilo. Asuku Yeah. From Cross River State, uh, go ahead. Yes. your local government, Cross River State. Go ahead, sir. Okay. For me, I, I love giving women power, even like 80 percent. If I were to be a president of a federation, I will give every ministry. You, you, you giving me thirty percent of women in your list of preparing of everything, because I was born by a woman. I was raised by a woman, so I believe that a woman has an impact to any economy, any even in warfare, anywhere. So that is my take. Thank you very much for calling. We appreciate your contribution. So back to the studio. Uh, we've just been joined by Mrs. Felicia Onibon, the national chairman, um, national coordinator of the 100 Women Lobby Group. You listened to the callers uh, talking about women you know, focusing on getting some pieces of wrappers and maybe a cup of rice or something. The contribution of women to politics is what we've been talking about. If you have been listening, you understand that two of our callers specifically talked about, um, that's Danjo Majeri Deri said, women leave the two rappers and focus on getting yourself uh, what you truly deserve, which is the position, and you have the strength and the power. So far from what you have observed as a woman uh, who is interested in politics, what have you seen or experienced so far? What is the situation? Um, well, good morning, viewers uh, or listeners, I will say. Uh, I want to first appreciate all those who have spoken and to also say that 
you know, from the words coming from the mouth of Nigerians, you can see that uh, there is a lot of awareness, particularly on the, I mean, in the area of women's participation in politics. The uh, idea of uh, men coming out to say that women shouldn't really bother themselves about uh, certain kinds of positions, you know, uh, has sort of wind, and it will continue to win. Uh, one thing we must know is that the issue of socialization, uh, asking women, I mean, from the family, where young girls are told that they shouldn't speak, and where um, you know families just assume that girls should be at the background, you know that's also I think um, a lot of civil society groups, the women advocates have worked hard enough to uh, to push down that idea. Uh, before I go to your question, I would just like to say that the uh, the issue that we have mainly in this country as women is the issue of leadership the leadership know what to do the leadership of this country know exactly what to do in terms of um, giving space to women you know uh, women particularly in the nigeria of today we are in the 21st century we are lacking behind we are um, in the Committee of Nations, we shouldn't go there with our shoulders high. We are a nation that should go to meetings with our shoulders down because we have failed the women of this country. Therefore, immediate action should be taken, deliberate actions should be taken to ensure that women come on board. Women as well as men were brought up, you know, in the same family in the same community, the, the kind of strength and capacity that has been given to men and to young boys is far more than what women could ever have or could ever imagine. Therefore, it is the duty of the leadership of this country to ensure that the issue of 35% affirmative action, the issue of 50% affirmative action should be on the front burner of any ruler of this country. And when I say ruler of this country, I mean from the national level to the lowest level of governance, which is at the local government level. Women should be deliberately given the opportunity to show their strength and to show the capacity that they have in bringing up children in homes. Even when there is no money, a woman makes sure that she deprives herself of so many things to ensure that her children live. And that is the kind of strength that we need for the leadership of this country. We need people who are ready to sacrifice, who are ready to sacrifice their time, their money, to sacrifice their comfort, you know, for the livelihood of the Nigerian people. So I now go to the issue of um, bread, rice, wrapper during elections. It's a shame that uh, the political leaders, you know, majority of them men, will sit back and be thinking of giving rice, salt, and wrapper to women just to... Isn't that because women accept these things? A woman that is hungry, a woman that whose children have eaten, you don't tell her to take bread to take you to your child. Of course, she will first take bread and make sure that her child eats something. However, 
this system of taking things and not voting your conscience has all already waned, as I first said, because a lot of um, advocacy has gone out to various communities. We have told women, don't take anything from anybody. If you take, vote your conscience still. And that's what a lot of women have done. They take, they vote their conscience because they know that whatever they are giving to them is not, is not, the, is not uh, owned by the people giving it to them. It is also their own um, you know, goods or livelihood or whatever in this country. So you will see that in the past election, a lot of women came out. Many of them might have taken anything, but many did not. Many did not. You will remember the woman in Anambra who refused to take 5,000 Naira and insisted that she was going to go there and vote her conscience. Many women are doing that today. And many women did that during the election. The mass of women that came out to vote, you know, was a number. But what, 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 what did we see? We saw massive rigging all over the country. Women don't like such things. Thank okay, you. So talking about the, the outcome of the elections, of the, of the, the just the, the recently concluded election, Mrs. Um, Comrade Uma, I'm coming to you now. The outcome of the 2023 National Assembly election has taken a hit on the struggle and advocacy for women in politics uh, as a result of the very low number of um, women who won uh, elective positions into the National Assembly. Um, how can the hope of the women be renewed so that coming next week, a lot more can be done to bring more women in? Okay, there are two things I want to speak to before I answer this question. The first one is the graduate Tondo Kada in Southern Kaduna that emerged um, a, 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 an honorable member of the Federal House of Representatives. It wasn't Okada people who mobilized for him. It was a name that won him that election. And I saw that name in many places. It was the same name that made it possible for a woman to go to Senate in Abuja because I observed the elections. And also saw that in the many places, the people who came, who won under that party, it was that name that made it possible. Coming to women, another thing I want to speak with, to, I saw women in Anambra, not only one woman, a group of women, so many of them. Some rejected, act like I'm not interested in your in your gift, please take your money. I am going to vote for Abga. I was there on ground in Oka, in Amobia, in Enugu. I saw so many women. And I saw the, so many women in February year 2022 that they brought them to vote in uh, Gaines Village. They've, all of them collected the one 1,000 and a mass voted for PDP. I saw them. I saw a woman in Oshun election in July year 2022. They collected the money. They voted against the party who gave them the money. And the women, there are so many women. When I hear that women collect lampa, collect uh, Indomie and all that, women are increasingly aware that they, that pot of soup 5,000 will be there for four years. And they are, uh, some of them collect, and they vote for their conscience. I just want to put those things on the table. I also come in for the year 2023, 25th of February elections is the worst I have ever seen. I've been observing elections this, since the dawn of this democracy, since 1999. It is in this election we saw 
I, I listened to the commentary today. We saw that by 10 a.m., no ANEC has deployed any material or any, any personnel. In Kabusa, in this Abuja, it was a DPO police officer who was, who was busy carrying ANEC personnel in his car to the places. And because those hard work staff of INEC do not even know what they are supposed to correct, when they get, they, when the observers ask them, where is the ink? They say, no, we didn't bring that. Where is the resource sheet? Oh, they will not start calling this DPO. Please, we didn't bring resource. They will go back. And I saw so many women took charge. I observed the election. I went to over 40 pulling units. When they didn't see an egg personnel materials, they took names of people, the time you come, and they asked you to queue. And I saw so many women. Even as they were voting by 9 p.m., they were calling and saying, we are still there. They, they sing, they dance. And you saw in Abba so many women. In Okpara Avenue in Enugu, women came despite the killings or threats of killings in Southeast. Women came to the Enugu out to pulling units to vote. It's 5 a.m. And so many women told us in this Abuja, Madam, we have been here since 5 a.m., since 6 a.m. We've not even prepared food for our children. But you see, I will vote, and my vote will count. And they stayed, some of them stayed till 6 a.m. the next day. That's the spirit of the women. And I'm still saying that, like, you saw revolution in this voting. If Danek has allowed free, fair, peaceful, credible elections, you would have seen wonders. Because people came out to vote and ensure that their vote counts for the first time. And we are saying we are going to ensure that in this election coming on the 18th of March, year 2023, that women, when you stay there till your votes are counts, snap it and send so that we are no longer going to wait for ANEC to do the needle. Uh, um, Ambassador Ude, she just mentioned the fact that women stood out and they stood their grounds and cast their vote and ensured that the, uh, the vote counted. But she also made mention of the fact that there were some issues with INEC and that might have some impact on the women participation come next week. What is your assessment of the election and how you think that will affect women? Well, I think... Um Actually, the Nigerian women really did marvelously well in the last election. And I must tell you, in my party and our room, the women are very, very strong. They did a lot from primary to the last election, and I'm going to tell you the Saturday election is a trap. And a trap in the sense that INEC would not like to make another mistake. Because we have idea from the information that it is a technical uh, issue, which they have promised to correct and to win back the confidence of a Nigerian populace. And the only thing I'm saying is that Nigerian women should realize what they have. The future of this country 
they are the major stakeholders of this country because the children belongs to them mainly. No man, no woman who doesn't like, who doesn't love the mother more than any other thing. And they have influence on where to go and cast vote to their children and their husband as well. This Saturday, let's, they've seen, it's good, the last election, they've seen the number of seats they won. They should all go all out door to door and talk to themselves. Through the mosques, through the churches, through the markets, through town unions, women wings. They should talk to themselves. Let us come out and rescue this nation. We have seen our husbands, they've done their best. We have seen the men, they've done their best. But let us prove to them that we are majority. If they know this and apply it, it will work. Okay. Um, let me come back to you, Mrs. Um, Onibon. The last election, some violence happened and that pushed a lot of women away. I've had conversations with women and they tell you, I am not coming out on Saturday because there is this general belief that their votes did not count. And so there's this reorientation that needs to happen for them to understand the gains of the last election and how many persons who would ordinarily not get there, who are currently there, how can this be done to push the women back to understand the fact that, yes, there were, you know, cases of violence here and there, but you have a responsibility. You need to still come out to do the needful. Thank you. I do know that um, a lot of organizations are doing what you just said, you know, uh, going around to different groups and uh, the leadership of uh, the different groups of women, you know, to encourage them to come out and vote for the, um, you know, state elections. And, uh, you know, the apathy that we actually seem to be envisaging, you know, is actually not going to be like that. Women are going to come out and vote. There's a new wave in the air. And um, women are seeing that it is still possible. And they are also seeing that uh, the Nigerian people have been talking since the last election. And that Nigerian people are asking, they are asking INEC to do the needful. And uh, just as my sister said earlier, INEC wants its own credibility. You know, it wants, uh, it, it, it wants people to continue to believe in its existence and its contribution to the development of this country. Therefore, the, uh, the, the plans that people are having, you know, the response to uh, INEC, uh, the response to the Nigerian public that both men and women should come out and vote, the young people that seem to be, um, you know, getting apathetic about, um, you know, about voting, the new voters, uh, that this is the time they should actually come out and vote. And these people should remember that um, 
you know, governance at, uh, at the state level, at local government level. You know, it's actually their own governance. It's an opportunity for you to reach out to your leadership. It's an opportunity for you to get the best out of this country. Therefore, it is very important and it is necessary for people to come out and vote. I want to take this opportunity to urge our women again that they should come out and vote. Uh, it is necessary for women to show their strength out there in the ballot box. It is necessary for uh, the generality of the people to know that this election, that women were there to actually, um, you know, show their choice, you know. And if this is known by the leadership that comes up, then, um, you know, it will be easy to engage with such leadership, you know, when the time comes. You know, thank you. Okay, um, before we take a break, I'd like to uh, come to you, uh, Comrade Ma. The, the challenges affecting women's participation in, in, in Nigerian politics, um, and it's something that has affected a lot of uh, women and participation. Uh, what are these challenges and how can women overcome them before Saturday so that participation will be a bit higher than we experienced last week? Okay. Um we have actually gone beyond so many challenges because the the way the dreams of women are killed are during the primary political parties primary election now we are the final stage that is states elections what the women how to overcome the challenges the women have to get up and start going house to house and even from groups singing they know how to sing and dance even in the church, going to meet, like in the southeast, I know that the churches helped for the elections. So they will go to the churches, to the mosques. I say, imams, pastors, bishop, this is what I'm, I'm bringing to the table. Please vote for me. Announce that other members should vote for me. Announce that those who attend the mosque should vote for me. This is the time to do it. We still have some days before Saturday 18th. Today is 11th. It's on the 18th. Between now and Friday, at Thursday, where campaign will stop, they should get up and go organize meetings and talk to them. If you know how about war happen, about women war happen, it's just one woman carrying a leaf going from communities to others to kids and went for other communities. That's how every woman came out and many were killed. And they continued for three years despite the killings. We may have what it takes to take the power. All we need to do is to do the right thing. Connect with each other and take the power and change the country. Connect with each other, take the power and change the country. We'll leave it there for now, but do stay with us. It's still um, Radio Link on the network service of Radio Nigeria. We're talking of women's participation in Nigeria politics, the successes and the constraints so far as we look forward to next Saturday elections. Do stay with us as we take on board with FAN. Stay with us. My guests are still here in the studio and you will still be able to call in uh, the second segment, which will come up shortly. Just stay with us. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Say 
Since our emergence as a sovereign nation, our airports have gone through great processes of growth and change in response to the dynamics of the global aviation sector. From full government funding to self-funding and business entities, how has the Federal Airports Authority of Nigeria, FAN, responded to these dynamics in 45 years of its existence? Tune in to On Board with FAN every Saturday, 9 to 9, 10 a.m. on FRCN Network Program, Radio Link. It's a radio program that promises to be mind-blowing in enlightenment and investment opportunities in the airport subsector. On board with FAN. Don't miss it. It is another information-packed edition of the Federal Airport Authority of Nigeria FAN program. On board with FAN. I am Boluwaduro Adeseko, your host. As we promised in our last edition of On Board with FAN, the public enlightenment program of the Federal Airport Authority of Nigeria. This week, we bring you the concluding part of our interview with the Managing Director of FAN, Captain Rabiu Hamisu Yadudu. If you recall, last week, Captain Yadudu spoke on FAN's vision for all the 23 airports under its management. He also spoke on how FAN manages political interference when they occur by remaining strictly professional and adhering to the civil aviation regulations as stated by the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, NCAA. He equally spoke on issues of funding and other requirements that will enable the subsector play its expected role in in the aviation industry. In this edition, we took up Captain Yadudu on the plan and programs of FAN to prepare the country's airports in order to cope with Single African Air Transport Market, SAATM, and African Continental Free Trade Area, AFTA, as well as models of airport developments for future Nigeria and other issues like airport certification. Captain Yadudu, who is an outstanding member of Airport Council International, ACI, was at home in his classic elements as he dwelt on these issues with palpable passion and relish. Funding is about purely funding, like I said, the capital. Okay. Now, how the capital comes, the terms and conditions agreed upon between the person bringing the capital and the owner, that is the Federal of Nigeria, or the Federal government. Now, that is what will determine whether it's decentralization, privatization, concessioning. And I'm personally in favor of concessioning. If you bring in the right partner with the proven integrity and capacity, you will never go. If you bring in someone who has been operating airports over the world, bigger places and better areas, uh, with uh, larger scopes, naturally you are taken to do. If you bring someone to invest and operate an airport and uh, where you, you don't have the capacity and naturally the other person doesn't have it, then it will naturally not turn out to be a very good idea. So the method or the methodology is left maybe one the time between the government, the owner and the investor. But I know that for me, the bullet, the main bullet is that we need funding. Mm -hmm. And funding, the easiest that can be sustained and that has been proven world is the private funding. I've seen airport companies across the nation build air brand new, even seemingly rich ones like a brand new airport and they just hand it over and cost. So it's just about me when you don't have fun. Also, when you need competitiveness and efficiency, you still go for it. I saw a data last year that uh, about 40% of the airports that are the big and I've forgotten the country are concession. But those concessions, they constitute 80%, 80 
that is very high percentage. It means concession is for airports or companies that really have big ambitions to keep on expanding and delivering at the highest possible standard. The African continental food area agreement led to Saturn. It is because of that that Saturn was developed or established. Mm -hmm. And of course, it will mean that almost all the flood operations we undertake in Africa will be like the next mm -hmm. which means there will be great need for okay. Right now, we have a big project to deliver the for our airport, and we're going very far. And the whole essence of the master plan is to prepare so that all these aspects, the master plan, but the whole essence of the roadmap for the federal government that we have been doing, but in the past, taking care of all sorts of considerations, including the lunges. And largely, the lunges will come when you already have put inside your own uh, development plan for the airport. We have the aeropolis, the air, uh, national career, the agrofoli. All these key components will fit into the hub. And naturally, in the hub, you need to have lunges. It's important. For Lagos, it's the same thing. Lagos had a great master plan. It was uh, very regrettable that, yes, the master plan be discarded. And now what we are saying is we have some structures that were also, after discarding the plan, no regard was paid to it when new structures were in place. And now we are trying to make sense of how to minimize the inconvenience of the hub and the accessory uh, facilities along with that creating the need for breakages or disruptions. And that's what we are doing now. And on this in this particular aspect, we are working closely with the government. Uh, happily for us, they have a big plan for the BRT. We are integral, working with the great the uh, local train service between the Domestic International Vigaja uh, Station. And then in between, we're also planning for a third terminal level. And then the big expressway that we call cutting uh, from the Abibita Expressway down through the Shasha and the push behind the runway to link with the expressway. All these are planned, but the plan has already been agreed upon. Now we're trying to see what do we do, where do we do which one, ensure that this hub uh, vision achieved. For some of you that have repeatedly asked what airport certification is, Captain Yadudu again sheds more light. It's considered airport certification like that. Certificate that an individual goes to hospital, you go through all the tests and the checks and the inspection assessments. And I don't know the other day, you get first class medical certificate that says it's to be fit, sound, reasonable, and of a social session. Something that will assure people with you that you are a viable club customer. Expect all that you are supposed to deliver to you deliver. You deliver safe for an airport, you deliver safe, secure, and combo service. Instantly. So for the individual is the medical and for the airport is certification. It shows the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority has some kind of yeah. assessed three times over the last uh, two years our facilities, our equipment, our different in detail, they come with a checklist, not half of that. They follow the checklist diligently and they tick the boxes. While we need to work harder, we're working. While we have achieved, they will let us know and we continue working. And at the end of the day, we get above that necessary pass mark, critical pass mark certification, the airport becomes certified. Tune in to On Board with Fan every Saturday, 9 to 9, 10 a.m. on FRCN Network Program. We wish we can continue with the upload of information and knowledge on the airports of sector by this player captain. But I'm afraid time is not on our side. Don't worry, next week promises to be better. Before we go, remember that 
Sun enjoins you to please stay away from the airport if you have no genuine reason to be there. This is to avoid arrest and prosecution by fan security personnel AFSEC. Also, passengers for domestic flights are advised to arrive 1 hour 30 minutes before flight time and 3 hours for international flights. FAN is always committed to hardcore values of safety, security and comfort. For your comments and questions, please call us on 0803-304-7420-0805-282-8465-0803-304-7420-0805-282-8465 or send your text messages to same numbers. You can also email us at fanradioshow2022 at gmail.com. From all the members of our production crew and our producer, Dan Osakwe, I am yours sincerely, Boluwaduro Adeseko, wishing you the best of the week ahead. very much for staying with us and that uh, was on board with fan you're stitching to the network service of radio nigeria and the program is radio link we will continue our conversation shortly our guests are still here with us in the studio and you also will be a part of the conversation by calling in Once again, thank you for staying with us on the network service of Radio Nigeria. This is Radio Link. My name is Princess Boraro, and my guests are still here with me in the studio, Comrade Uma Odi and Mrs. Felicia Onibon and Ambassador Isaac Ude. We have been talking about women, Nigerian women participation in politics and the successes and constraints and some of the problems that women have uh, experienced and the successes um, generally. And for your contribution, thank you once again. The phone lines will be open for you to continue to talk about your, your express yourself and talk about how you feel about the situation as we prepare for next week's election. Well, back to my guest in the studio. We, uh, we've been talking about the women off mic and the participation and some of the challenges and the problems that women are experiencing, the things affecting the participation of women in politics. Let's analyze them one after another. A woman was injured the last time. She was stabbed in the eye, in the face, actually. And she went to the uh, clinic, got treated, came back bleeding, and she voted a candidate of her choice. Uh, it went viral, and that you know, pushed a lot of women to say, you know what, we must do this. We also saw women making live videos of being threatened 
uh, of you know, people threatening to stab, shoot, and do all kinds of things to them. And they stood their ground to say, go ahead, do whatever you want to do to me. I am here to cast my vote, and that I must do. Uh, what does that translate uh, for you? What is the interpretation for you? And what do you think message do you think that is sending to the Nigerian woman out there uh, when it comes to participating in politics, negatively and positively? What do you think? The message is that uh, the work that we've been doing in terms of getting women to have an understanding of their strengths and their capacity within the Nigerian system is getting there. The average Nigerian woman um, knows that if she stands her ground, she will get what she wants. And that's, that has played out uh, strong during this past election. And I believe that that in itself, you know, will show itself strong in the coming election on the 18th of March. Therefore, I would like to uh, say again that our women should look at the resilience that women had shown in, in the past um, uh, couple of weeks, you know, and continue in that strength. The, the symbol of the woman that was stabbed and still came back to vote is a strong symbol. It shows that um, whatever the situation, you can continue to do that which is right. We are not saying that women should, uh, I mean, sh should put themselves in a, in, in a position where they could be attacked by any hoodlum. But we are saying that if there is an attack, if there are signs of an attack, women can also come together to counter the situation. And that is where we are going as a nation. You know, so women, kudos to Nigerian women. And um, this also shows that women want to lead. The environment hasn't really been good enough. And we just have to make everything uh, conducive for the average Nigerian women. We see today that men really do not want us to have any space if we do not go out there to take it. And I would like to promise people that women are coming and they will take that space. Thank you. We're talking about taking spaces. Uh, the, the challenges affecting women, I'd like us to really you know, talk about them very importantly. Um, Ambassador Ude, do you think that um, it's advisable at this point in time for women to focus more attention on the grassroots politics and build a solid foundation to grow in the political space? Because we're about to have grassroots elections. Now we're just talking about the state assemblies and the governorship election. How much of that do you think the women are doing? Or was the focus just on, okay, let's get a president? How do we redirect the attention of women to say, you know what, your state is where you live. The the local area is where your primary assignment is, and these are the people who make policies that affect your life um, and encourage them to participate fully. Yeah, actually, every one has a base. The base of Nigerian women, every woman is the grassroots. If you classify it to the house, domestically, you see at the kitchen, 
is the greatest is the grassroots in a particular family where every eye focuses and without that you can't survive hmm. can't live because the food everything it survive to live comes from there so the woman belongs to the grassroots and if they should concentrate specifically in that area for a common purpose and what that common purpose they are not coming to take over i will not support them to come and take over but i want them to be involved actively <laughs> At least, if they have seen what they've achieved so far in the last election and they want to surpass it, it is possible. Today, they have seen that the revolution is no longer on the street. It has been taken down to the ballot boxes. And this is what I have been advocating for a long time as the national chairman of NRM, I said, our party is national rescue movement. The only thing Nigeria needs at this stage from the crossroad is to rescue the situation. And you cannot rescue this country without the women. And yet, another opportunity has come on Saturday. I am advising Nigerian women to realize that their constituency is the grassroots and they should concentrate on their grassroots and converse more than ever so that the women will cast votes for the women. The children will cast votes for the women so that they can have enough members of legislators in all the states in the country. Thank you. Thank you very much for your contribution. Um, we'll get back to the phone lines now. We have some callers on the line, but for you to join us, you have to call the number 0705 1493324 and 0915091482. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Radio Link. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, you're speaking to Honorable Team Stephen from George. Good to have you. It's a pleasure being with you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Honorable Kings. How I say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. To all of you and happy Women's Day International. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go so much into that deep, but I want to say that women are equal before men. All of us were equal. Our votes are the same. The population of women are part of men. But I think the problem is more part of coordination, part of understanding, part of knowledge of the power behind their number. Politics is all about number. If they can adequately put themselves together, play out the difference and phobia of anything, 
the fear that has been created in, in them by the men, tradition, religion, and all the negative vices that are working against the women, if they are able to keep those things aside and coerce and harness their number one, they will be able to get the required results. They must come out of the phobia of being women and understand that they are human for women. They must remove that feminine nature in them and place the nature of humanity in them. Once if they do that, they will be able to get the results. We have seen women experiment in whether it's a threat to see them as see her in the World Trade Organization as the head. I feel very proud and I know that women can do much more than that. Therefore, they can just come back home and do as my brother is saying that they are the black looter. And politics is about black people. They control the family unit and the family unit is a special factor of any other thing. They have the capacity, the ability, the competency, everything possible to separate this thinking nation from its present grip, the house of a privilege. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you very much for your contribution. We appreciate your call. Um, hello. Okay, back to my guest in the studio. I will come back to the calls shortly. So please do stand by. Keep listening. We will take a few more calls before we go. Okay, well, one call on the line. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, my name is Chief Jude Ubaja. I'm calling from Imo State. I come on the National Assembly to pass the 35% demand by women into elective and appointing positions bill in the country. Why Mr. President signs them into law? And the political parties to actually reduce the cost of purchase of expenditure of interest and nomination form for them. Why the federal government reduces insecurity and electoral violence and other acts that actually prevent women from participating actively in the country in, to the various minimum minimum for for them for not to actually have many of them participating in politics this time around. I enjoy women in the country to know that if you do not say I am, nobody will say thou art. Together with the popular saying that what a man can do, a woman can even do better, you know. And we use all this to actually resolve to take the bull by the horn and wake up from their political slumber by forming their own political parties where participation in the elected positions will be made easier for them and to compete to win the American part in the elected positions. Why the helplessness for each other? and be contented with the position of women leaders to follow the American counterparts on the back just for a matter of politics. I enjoy government at all levels to actually offer free education to all their females from primary to the university level to enable them to acquire digital knowledge in line with this year's uh, team of international women Day to the population and save for themselves and earn a living and participate in active politics. See, most often than not, it is ignorance that makes women not to participate in politics and have the honor to believe that, you know, their work ends in the kitchen and homes alone. Together with our financial institutions, to give them soft loans, you know, to actually enable their participation activity in politics. And while the uh, philanthropists, wedding Nigerians and others, can sponsor them to enable them to compete effectively. Since politics in Nigeria requires huge amount of money. Thank you, Chief Ugwaja. Thank, Thank you for your contribution. Yeah, we you. appreciate your time with us. Do stay tuned. Um,
let's come back to women and the use of violence. It has increased from what we saw in the last election. And some people believe that this is meant to discourage women from coming out to participate in politics. Um, we also heard while the announcement was being made, um, at a press conference, a woman who participated in the election you know, narrated a story of how she was held hostage and gunshots fired all over the place and she couldn't even come out to cast her own vote. How do you think this is affecting women, the violence? Is this a strategy to prevent women from participating uh, in, in elections or coming out to do what they're supposed to do? Okay, uh, before I answer the question on violence, uh, electoral violence. I just want to say that uh, women are not ignorant. Yes. And Imo State has the highest educated women in the country. Women are not ignorant. Women are actually the people who have changed the, the story of governance in Nigeria. They are not ignorant. And women are not their worst enemies. And also to inform Chief Ogbaja that that 35% bill was one of the five bills the National Assembly rejected last year. And the women rose to the occasion and fought for it. And they are not relenting. By the time the 10th Assembly comes back, they are going to, I'm, I'm sure of one, the one for special seat will be represented. That for that. And when we are going to, going to the 25th of February, presidential and national assembly elections, they, I could remember that there were boys who called themselves iPod boys, threatening if you come out to vote in the southeast, we'll kill you. But women came out before 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and took over the Eagle Square in, in Enugu, and nothing happened to anybody. All this threat of uh, violence in um, Lagos and Southeast and other places, it's just a distraction as far as I'm concerned. I am asking women to come out to vote because we have a, pro a proverb in the Southeast. If one person cooks for the uh, multitude or crowd, association. The association will finish the food. But when a crowd cooks for you, one person, you cannot finish the food. Women should come out in mass and cast their votes and monitor it and snap the results and send it out because now we are no longer going to trust Anik. We trust her so much because I went to TV stations telling people we have faith in Anik. There is beavers, almighty beavers that will transmit results and the game changer and they denied us that. That's why we are having all the kind of conversations we are having now. When you vote, monitor the vote. When it is come, snap the result and send. Because now we have to ensure that the election is free, fair, peaceful, and credible. And the greatest critical stakeholder in ensuring free, fair, and credible elections and the security agencies, they didn't do their work on the 25th of February, especially in Lagos and Rivers, when people were beaten to scum and the ballot boxes were snatched and destroyed and the coalition results were taken. And now some results from for some one political party were thrown away. People are picking those results now. The security agencies, the police, the soldiers, the civil defense will make sure they protect INEC materials and also protect the voters that are coming out to vote. Because if they do not do their work, the tendency of having anarchy and people taking law into their hands is high. And we do not want a country that will be destroyed because of election. 
Security agencies do your work. ANEC do your work. Women come out and vote. Vote for your choice. Even if they give you money, if you cannot resist, you can correct. But it is wrong to take anything. Vote because with 1,000 or 5,000 or 10 cannot take care of you for four years. You are selling your tomorrow and the tomorrow of your children. Don't collect anything. Because the people are giving you 5,000 from the money they stole from you. Do not collect. Come out and vote. Snap your result and send to us. We will make sure your vote comes. Thank you. Um, but let me come to uh, uh, Ambassador Isaac Ude. The results of the 25th uh, February Presidential and National Assembly elections further exposed Nigeria's failure to implement several treaties and statutes as um, it signed with, uh, with the international community. And these are aimed at ensuring that women's involvement in politics is high and adequate and good enough for every woman to, um, for everyone to benefit. How do you think this will impact on the, the way the world see us as a nation? Well, the... 25th uh, February election results of Nigeria. Well, uh, I can say that uh, uh, in this country, no election has been held, and everybody says it is free and fair. It is only free and fair to anybody that wins election. But I must give credit to this election. A great credit to this election. Election where sitting governor lost senatorial election is a good election. First in the history of this country, Benue State governor lost. A very energetic governor, a youthful governor, like Ayade, lost in Kwanzaa State. And others, Azubaju himself, lost Lagos State for that reason alone. I neck did well. Nobody is perfect. No election is perfect. Even the last election in America that made that Trump lost, there were controversies. We should not condemn this election outrightly. It also gave us a better image. We had three governors lost. It has never happened in this country for the first time. Where tribalism did not play role. If there's a density politics in place, I think we would have been voted by the northerners. I think we would have been, he has considered for the first time, second time, third time, fourth time. But the people from the north said, no, let us go for Obi. I mean, some said for Obi, some said for Aswaju. Somebody must win. Let us see it that way. And if you can see the margin, for the first time in River State, less than one million votes was recorded. 
It shows that there's an element of uh, transparency in this election. Not, I don't say it's the best. I don't say it's okay. But it must not be until you win election and you see that election credible, fair. No, no, let's just stop that. It's not I, good. I see, I see, Uma, uh, wanting to respond to some of the things that you just said. If you can do that in a few seconds, that will be fine. Just a few seconds before we go back to the cause. Okay, I just want to say <laughs> that I totally disagree with him. I participate so? in our next meetings, and uh, Professor Yakub Mahmoud promised us to ensure that Beaver works. Beaver has uh, multiple works to authenticate, to register, authenticate, verify, and to approve the results. And the game changer that we fought for the electoral act of year 2022 is the uprooting of results. And the uprooting of the result was what did magic in a door of year 2020, a own door of year 2020, a number of year 2021, a of year 2022, um, a ocean of year 2022. If that result had been uprooted, we would be very happy. Okay. Not having, not having yeah. small results, does not make the difference. Please, the result was fraud. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole uh, international community and Nigerian observers are saying so. Mm -hmm. We should not support what is wrong so, because people died for this democracy we just needed, and we should not take we it We just needed granted. to make that point because um, people, a lot of women have been talking about the fact that it, some women are complaining that they, have, they think that their votes did not count. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that uh, Ambassador Ude made mention of the fact that, yes, your vote counted, but the fact that you did not get your preferred candidate in the position you wanted, it does not mean that the votes did not count in any way. So it's still women, uh, Nigerian women participation in politics that we're talking about here on the program today, Radio Link. If you're just joining us, this is the network service of Radio Nigeria. It's Radio Link here. I have three guests with me in the studio talking women participation in politics. And you can, of course, continue to be a part of the conversation by calling our numbers. Uh, if you already have them, go ahead, talk to us. But if you don't, 0705-149-3324 and 0915 0910482. Good morning to you. Thank you for connecting with us on Radio Link. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, good morning. My name is David Mack. I'm calling from Bautista. Good to have you. Yeah, I want to say that uh, I'm happy with the program and uh, it is very unfortunate that despite the fact that all the political uh, polling units you go, you find out that women are the are the highest in terms of uh, electorate who comes out to vote. Mm. But unfortunately, it seems as if women are yet to believe in themselves. Because if they do, I'm pretty sure by that most of the uh, post they are contesting for, they will be able to win it. And for the fact that uh, these political parties are not giving the women uh, proper hand in terms of coming out to contest for the various posts, I want to say that the political parties can compensate women by giving them key uh, positions in the executive arms of government since 
the executive arms of government are not necessarily uh, voted. Things like the minister, uh, ministers and other positions. They can compensate the women by giving them good positions in such offices. That will encourage the women. That will show, uh, uh, give the women the opportunity to serve well and deliver, thereby convincing other women that yes, women uh-oh, we lost connection there. Um, please call back if you can, and thank you for participating. Well, i come back to my guest in the studio. While we're expecting your call... Uh, uh, hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? Dr. Mrs. Maunebara from Oweri. Good to have you, a first lady caller for today. Thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. The role of women in democracy cannot be overemphasized. One of the features of democracy that makes it unique is the quality of participation in decision-making on issues affecting all the segments of the society. How can this be achieved when men are dominant in virtually all spheres? How come in a country where women constitute more than two-thirds of the country's 70% adult non-literate position. We hold less than 10% of important decision-making positions. Women in positions of authority have been performing well as women are principled, effective, transparent, and find it very difficult to compromise. Why can't women be governors, presidents, senior presidents, or even party chairmen in this country? With determined efforts, we, we, we can liberate ourselves from the shackles of and exploitations and domination method by women. Our numerical strength stands to decide who governs and how. Realizing that power is given, not taken, women are in a position to decide who gets what and how. All we need to do is to eschew jealousy and envy among ourselves. Weaker sex mentality and over-dependence on men for direction and action. The channel, no doubt, is enormous, but the future is bright. We will get there by God's grace. Thank you and have a nice weekend. Thank you very much. One more call and then I come back to my guest in the studio. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, <coughs> sir. My name is Chief Fidel Onyeneke, and I'm calling from Owere in Imo State. Thank you for joining is us. It's been proven all over the world that women perform better whenever they have a leadership position. And this scares some men. That is why some men paint the picture of the fact that politics is a dirty game. Even when politics is not a dirty game, but those who play it, mainly the men, they do this to scare the women. And that has caused a lot of problems. I want to suggest that once we ensure equity in both the, from the primaries and the other things we do in the political sphere. Women should be given a fair chance to participate fully. And in doing that, those of them who are qualified to win elections must be voted for, because that is the only way we can get it right in this country. And not when you say that you are giving them forms free, after which you use it as a tool for intimidation. Let them be considered according to what they can offer, what they can do. Because we have women who can lead this country and lead the nation very well. All that we need is to sensitize the women more and encourage them to participate fully 
in policies so that nobody will discriminate against them. Thank you and God bless you. I'm Fidelonyeneke. Thank you and God bless you too. God bless Nigeria as well and everyone listening. Thank you. So, hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. This is Mohammed Jibreem Bogifu calling from Niger State. Mohammed, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Please, what do you think that it will happen if uh, the country called Nigeria sneeze? The entire Africa will catch cold. You understand? Now, what I want from the veteran of the women speaking there, the GBV should continue encouraging the women. Because uh, women, some women are more sympathetic than some men. And we should be giving them the mandate that they should be participating in the election and politics. Thank you very much. I still remember how much you bring Mugifu from Niger State. Mohammed Jibril, thank you for your contribution. We appreciate your call. Uh, so, again, come back to my guest in the studio. Oh, good call. Hello, good morning. Yes. My name is uh, James Ewon. I'm calling from Lagos. You need to say the name again, James. James Ewona. James Ewona. Thank you for joining us. Yes, ma'am. From Lagos State. Way forward. Yes, yes ma'am. Good to have you. Female presidency. The only way since 1960, only men, men, men coming back to back as president, as ministry head of state to president, as governor to president, from governor to senate. They are, they are just dribbling us. So let us form, we have to plan ahead. Let us form, cancel all these invalid parties and form women democratic party and men democratic party. The women democratic party will be female candidate. That one is sure. Then a Democratic Party. Then let us stand in queue. Let us see who is going to win. And if any INEC is if INEC read the election, INEC will go to jail. Because the last election that happened here is a breach of trust to INEC. So we should have formed two parties and two party systems. A women Democratic Party uh, and men Democratic Party, then we we'll vote for women. Let us see who's going to win. Women alone can defeat men because the population of women is larger than the men. Let us see. That is the simplest way to, uh, to, to get female president. So thank you. Thank you very much for your contribution, Mr. James Iwoma, uh, calling from Lagos State there. We should make making suggestions of what he thinks is the best way to go about it. But one more call. Princess, it's Radio Mama. I don't know, calling from just as you say. Good morning to your guest. Good morning. It's unfortunate that women's participation in politics is dropping, despite our numerical strength. This can be addressed by educating the girl child. The education will make uh, somebody to make informed choices, such as participating in politics, rejecting, uh, I mean, uh, selling or buying our votes or whatever, compromising. And then also standing by women, which will also help to, you know, I mean, uh, eradicate all these uh, cultural and religious uh, beliefs or sentiments. So that has been, uh, it has been against the women participating in politics. Then again, when it comes to legislation, then we have to, uh, to have a legislation that will make it compulsory by the political parties. When once they have a, a, a monetary kind of class bearer that is a male, the, the running mate should be a, a female. Then when it comes to the Senate or House of Assembly, let us adopt the Uganda, uh, Rwanda, Senegal template where seats are reserved 
all the people contesting will be women. That's how a woman will emerge at the end of the day. If we don't do that, our men, with men keep on contesting women. It will be difficult to break the uh, ice. I mean, I mean, because most women don't for women. I don't really know why. Uh, maybe it's because of all those sentiments, you know. So that's uh, that's the way to go, you know. Then women on their part, we should believe in ourselves. Discuss all the cultural and religious practices. Then the Senate Assembly. I am very optimistic. It is a, it is a diverse assembly. And it is going to be more vibrant. It's going to take in all those rejected uh, uh, women bills. So when they go in and let them represent it, you know, we are going to forge ahead. Nobody should be scared. When the vehicle crashes, or plane crashes, somebody will still go another flight. We won't say because of violence. We're now in one shop. We will continue to vote ahead. Let's go out and vote. It isn't to vote. It's not a protest. It's a, it's a, it's a surrender. All the same, let's not do about Nigeria. All that I don't mind. Thank you, uh, Mrs. Adao Novo, there calling from Jos for your contribution. Now, she made mention of Africa, and uh, in Africa's 54 countries, Nigeria takes the lowest, coming 54th with 5.45% female representation. Um, Rwanda ranks the first with 47.95%. That's a high number. And see where we are, 5.45%, um, which is very low. Now, talking about the low number of participation um, in politics, now talking about elective and appointive positions now, the 10th National Assembly, obviously, at this moment, um, has very low visibility in the political terrain for women. Uh, with the current situation, do you think that a constitutional solution to... There will be a constitutional solution in any way to increase women's participation in politics? Is that viable, looking at what we have, the number of women that we have at the National Assembly? I, I don't want to wait for National Assembly. I, I would rather whoever comes up uh, on the 29th of May... Uh, as the executive president of this country should take it as one of its first decision, you know, to, to give us an executive bill, ensuring that the five gender bills are passed into law. It has to be done. And it, 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 it's, it's something needed for the pride of this country. This country, if we like it or not, we are covering our faces in the Committee of Nations. And the president of this country should take it as its own responsibility to shore up the development of this country by ensuring that women take the pride of place you know, within the governance of this country. If that is not done, the kind of uh, problem we are having at the electoral end will raise its head even in the executive. If we, are, if we are thinking that the number of men that we have in the National Assembly will be happy to, uh, to, to, to just approve any woman that is brought on board, we will be joking. So, but if there is an executive order that 35% of the, the 35% of the 
of uh, the uh, persons that will be, I mean, of the women that will, will be in the executive as ministers, as leaders of processes in all the agencies will be women, then it will be easy for everyone. That is the call of Nigerian women. We have gone to the National Assembly. We have wasted our time, you know, out there in the field, asking and shouting for increase and for, the, uh, and for this to be passed constitutionally. But the Ninth Assembly vehemently refused to pass it. Therefore, we are asking that even before the sitting of the Tenth Assembly, that the, the president of this country must take it as one of its main bills, executive bill, that he must place in the presence of the National Assembly, and it should pass. Thanks. Now, talking about the next president of Nigeria, um, I'm coming to you now, Ambassador Ude. What advice would you give to the incoming administration and to create a balance, you know, a cabinet that will give women more appointive positions? Because right now, the, the Nigeria ranks the lowest in Africa, and it's we're supposed to be the giant of Africa, the father, the pace setter, but we're not doing that right now. Well, um, my advice to the incoming president and his team is to keep to their campaign promises. Because I realized in the campaign of all the, almost all the presidential candidates of the 18 political parties, they gave more attention on women and youth. And um, making campaign promises is number one, and nothing is fulfilling it. In as much as we know that this country want to rescue this country, from the state we find ourselves now, we should get the women fully involved in the executive arm of the government through appointments. Not just appointments, but those sensitive positions where we have something like a Minister of Finance, Economic Planning, Budget, all those positions, we should get the women involved so that they can manage it judiciously without ego. Because I discovered in leadership, the woman has no ego. But men, is natural. Every woman is there to prove, yes, because I'm a woman, let me demonstrate that language that says, whatever men can do, women can do better. So I'm advising this incoming government to ensure that they give sensitive positions to Nigerian women that are qualified. But let them apply technocracy in every appointment they want to give, not giving Ministry of Power works and housing to a man that read law 
University of Benin. What does he know about energy? What does he know about civil engineering? Giving a medical doctor, Ministry of uh, Commerce, let us fix this country by putting the round peg on the round hole and not square hole. This is my advice to the incoming president of this country. Thank you. Uh, we're winding down the conversation. I'll come to you, Comrade Ma. Uh, the elections will hold on Saturday, which is the governorship and state house of assembly elections. It will come up on Saturday, which is the 18th of March, next week, Saturday. Uh, let's talk to the Nigerian woman, the Nigerian woman, the Nigerian girl, the Nigerian lady who is listening right now, who has a voter's card. What should we be telling them? What should they be doing? How can they be actively involved uh, by you know, spreading the message into what are they supposed to be doing at the moment to prepare to gain grounds to I just make want, their point? I just want to start by saying, Nigerian women and girls, thank you. You did well on the 25th of February 2023. Thank you so much. I love your courage, your energy, your tennis city. Ah, it, it showed, and people praise you. And the woman that became and the Jennifer that became our mother. So you saw a fellow woman, she was wounded, taken to hospital, insisted even in breathing, I must come and cast my vote for my preferred candidates. That's the spirit. Because the battle is not won until we see many more women making laws for us at the state houses of assembly. Please come out and vote and monitor, watch your vote and make sure you get your result won. And also to give many women appointment, they nobody does anything. Women, the job, we need to rise and make sure that women are giving, many women are giving so many uh, sensitive ministries, like my brother has said, because it's the part of serving the country. We are in a rescue mission. We have to save this country. There is no other country we have except here. Because if you go to no country will accommodate us if there is crisis. In order to stop this crisis, women, come out and vote. Monitor your vote. Snap your results. Send it out to us. We will make sure your vote counts. Because your vote will surely count. Because we are no longer leaving it in their next hands. We are making sure everybody's vote counts. And all of us, start talking to our all the people who have won elections, so women and men, it's not winning election. It's also going to do what is good for the women and for the Nigeria. Thank you. It was great having a conversation like this this Saturday morning. Thanks. All right, back to you now, Mrs. Felicia Oni. But what's your message for our women out there? Um, my message for women today is that please, 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 and please come out on the 18th of March, go out there and vote. Just as Comrade Ma had said, vote, wait for your vote to be counted, snap the result that comes out of your polling unit and send it to the right quarters. And I believe at the end of the day, you will have a pride of place, you'll be happy that you have voted. Please come out and vote. 
I call on the women, I call on our young ladies, and I call on our youths generally, that everyone should please come out and vote. Thank you. And uh, Ambassador Isaac Ude, what's your message to Nigerians generally, not just the women now? But we start with the women as you Yes, <laughs> my message, I want to give information to this uh, panel Yeah, <laughs> that my party, NRM, is the only party that gave state chairman, Anambra state chairman of our party is a woman. Kogi state is a woman. Party state chairman. And uh, on that note, I want to let Nigerian women to do this. Go out of party. Look for any party that has more women as contestants and vote them massively. Every party is the same thing. The status of political parties are one. Don't look for, it must be a bigger party. Look for any party that has women. Mobilize vote. Whether you are in, it is your party or not your party, Vote those women. What you need is let's have more mothers, more sisters there, and let us try within these four years if the narratives could be changed. And I'm not talking to Nigerian women alone. Both the youth and the men vote for women, no matter the party they belong to. God bless you. That would be a good place to leave it today. Thank you very much. And uh, quickly, just to remind us that uh, uh, a, a quick look at Nigeria's representation um, of the national uh, parliament. Since 1999, Nigeria's democracy, 96.7% um, and women have just been 3.3% uh, 3 .3 so far, which is not, not, not so good. 90, uh, in Between 2007 to 2011, 93.1%. And women were just 6.9%. And uh, 2015 to 2019, 93.9% .9 women were 6.1%. And uh, between 2003 to 2007, 94.2% women were 5.8%. And between 2011 and 2015, 92.8% and women were just 7.2%. And 2019 to 2023, 96.4% and women 30. 3.6%, which is very low. Well, thank you for being a part of the show today. It's been Radio Link, and my guests have been Comrade Mma Odi and uh, Mrs. Felicia Onibon and Ambassador Isaac Ude. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for participating today. And to our dear callers, everyone who called in today, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Danjuma, Mohammed, Emmanuel, my Patrick Okorafo, as Asukwo, Honorable Kings, Chief Judu Gwaja, David Mark, Dr. Umale Bara, Chief Fidel Oyeneke, Mohammed Jibril, James Ewoma, Ada Onovo from Joss. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for participating. And to our studio manager, Rosemary Chris Ungu, thank you. Um, Solomon Adeyemi and Christy Ankeli handled engineering and uh, ICT Department Obuneme UKJ, Production Assistant Adora Ransom Chisa and Obuneme UKJ took care of business. The Associate Producer Nehemiah Aneni and Aziza Tusani. News Producer this morning has been Joseph Agi and Assistant Producer Idara Ukmayang and Adora Ransom Chisa uh, took care of business. Our producer for today is Olufemi Fulani, Executive Producer Husina Akila, and 
from all of us here at Radio Nigeria headquarters, Abuja. We say thank you for listening. Until next week, where we bring you Radio Link, God bless you. My name is Princess Aboraro. Go out there, vote your conscience. Make your vote count. Bye for now. Radio Link came to you from the network service of Radio Nigeria. We welcome you back to Capital 92.9 FM. Time check from us is exactly 10 o'clock. Now bring your next program, Capital Kids. Number.